What up, everybody? Welcome to the Knock and Nev Show. I'm not Nev CEO. What's the topic? Afghanistan. Everybody has an opinion on it. I want to know yours. Mine's has a, a few different jigs to it. First of all, everybody wants to know, should we have left? Yes, we should have left. Should we have left so fast? No. We should have eased out so that they could make their own government. If somebody from the if somebody else from the UN was going to come in and help them, they could have came in and helped mm -hmm. them, all of that. Um, we should have left, but what I do see is that to me, the Afghanistan, the Afghani people weren't prepared. Yeah. Because to me, they, do they even have a real military? Yeah. So if they have a real military, how's the Taliban just able to walk in and take over? I guess the best, the best thing that I could kind of describe it as is this Dr. Dre thing that we talked about before and his daughter. She's 30 years old, 30 plus. He's giving her money, and all of a sudden he cuts off her funds, and now she's living in her car. We've been there for 20 years. Now, granted, we've been there for 20 years for our own selfish purposes. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is when we pulled out, they knew the Taliban was going to come in there and move in. They, they just knew. It was reported throughout Obama's administration, throughout Trump's administration, and now throughout Biden's administration that this was going to happen. They were, they were, the Taliban was waiting to take over these areas. The the military, mm -hmm. the, Afghani, the, the Afghani military, basically didn't shoot a shot. They let them come in. They were so concerned and so worried about what possibly could happen that they just laid their weapons, they laid their arms down. So I'm very torn on this whole situation. Part of me is like, fight for which... Fight for your land. Yeah. The other part of me is Americans should have never been in there in the first place. And even if you are there, do something and help these people build up. So when you're saying we should pull out slowly, I, I agree with that. But, but it, I don't know how slow you can pull out if the people aren't going to do what they're supposed to do. I was going to say, we've been there training them and teaching them how to have their own military, their own mm -hmm. police, and all of that the whole time we've been there. But I, So my thing is... um. I personally feel like, like I was saying to you earlier, I felt like it's one of those things where they just didn't want to take shots at their own family. You know what I mean? That possibly could be it. Um, but now they're going to go backwards. Um, you know, I, I hear all the stories. I fear for women who live in Afghanistan. I fear for people who were, I guess what they call them, U.S. sympathizers. Mm-hmm people that were interpreters or whatever who helped the U.S. See, that's what I have a big problem with, though. I have a huge problem with the fact that we had these people working for the United States military for 20 years. These mm -hmm. people have been under our guys for 20 mm -hmm. years, helping. You think been raised, then you think, if you, if, say you got with your wife 20 years ago when you first started working for the U.S., and now your kids are grown. Yeah, absolutely. And now you're expecting this government that you've been helping to take you in and protect you. Mm -hmm. And now they're just taking off, just, you know, mm -hmm. cu you know, cutting trout and leaving. Mm -hmm. 
I have a huge problem with that because we talk about military, we talk about our vets, we talk. These people are basically that, and you're gonna get up and just leave them. And now you have the Taliban to come here, and they 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 know that their lives are in danger. Y'all see the look on my face. They know their lives are in danger. This is the same country that don't take care of its own veterans here. So you really expected exactly. us to take care of exactly. the people that helped us over there? Exactly. But that but then you <laughs> but then the, but then as a country we wonder why people hate us. We wonder why people don't want to help us. They don't want to work with us. They don't want to do anything with us. And then we wonder why we're gonna have you know But we, we don't wonder that we know what that is. It's all about the fact that the US only does stuff for itself. And when I say for itself, I, 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 as a country, we do stuff that helps the wealthy of this country. It doesn't help everybody. Mm-hmm. And so once we're, we're once we're done with you, we're on. We're gone to the next thing. Yeah. It's like um, the guy, the the popular guy who dates all the hot chicks at the school or the club. Once he's done with them, he moves on. That's the same thing that yeah. this country does with every everybody we we do business with. But every country we burn bridges with. Yeah. And you can't expect to see, be on this pedestal and think that these countries are going to want to work with you again. Now, <clears throat> think about it. If you we go into another country, something else happens. We go into another country, and we're looking for people that sympathize with us and people that that we're looking for people to help us infiltrate or do the things that we need to do. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to want to work with us because mm-hmm. if shit hits the fan, they're going to bounce and, and these people are going to be left there to to die. Well, Man. you know what? I'm not going to let you say that because then we have places where we we did not, we didn't leave. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And But my thing is, what is the value of that country to us? Like you said, now that um, America's getting out of the oil business, we're going with electric cars and electric homes, and we're trying to reduce our carbon footprint mm-hmm. and all of this other stuff. Us being occupying an area of an OPEC country that you know mm-hmm. that is in that region or whatever is it's it's not valuable to us anymore. It's hard. I'm and I and I and I'm talking about I've listened to podcast after podcast after podcast of the actual people talking about, you know, these you figure twenty years we've been in that country. These women are twenty years old, eighteen, seventeen, sixteen, thirteen, twelve, and they've lived a life of a of West, openness. A of, Western lifestyle. And even if it's not totally Western, even if they're not going to Starbucks every day or McDonald's they're still living a life of being able to go to school and drive, and, and that was that was recent. Going to school, learning, working and working at, at their jobs. Now, the new talk is having these things sp- split up. Women, the Taliban is saying women can work, but they're saying that they have to be fully clothed. They have to be fully covered, mm-hmm. nothing showing, no ankles, no hands. If they're going to be at work, they have to have gloves on. Just barely, their eyes can be shown. And they have to work in a building with all women. Can be reporters, but the reporters can't show their their faces. Like there's all these things that that are that are gonna change for these women, and for these people, you know, that they're not gonna be ready for. Imagine, imagine somebody coming over here. We don't even want to put a mask on. 
Imagine you telling your wife or the government telling your wife or the government telling your daughter that she, when she goes to school, she has to wear the whole thing, everything covered. Mm-hmm. Not going for it. That's basically what's going on over here. And for us to just pick up and just leave and not have any kind of support. And now we send troops back to help with the people that we left behind. People are holding on to... Did you see that guy who held on to the plane? The plane and, and and did you see the guy that ended up dropping off and, the plane and the plane was where? And there was another guy in the in the wheel well of the plane mm-hmm. who froze to death because he was going across the damn nation, going across the damn country. Like, come on, we have as a people, we have to do better. We have to. As a country, we have to do better. Because this is some bullshit. Yeah. But now now, okay, now on the flip side. Trump always talked about America first. Mm-hmm. He always talked about America first. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like one of the most bigoted, racist things you could say. But, but, hindsight is twenty twenty, And I understand that we need to take it, take our nose out of everybody's business and let people, ha- let countries handle their business. Yes, but my thing is this. Just because we do, is Russia and China going to do that? No, this is the thing. Russia and China have already made deals with Taliban. Oh, yeah. Already. Mm-hmm. Already. So, even though the Americans aren't necessarily giving them the legitimacy that they would like to get at this point, Russia and China have already given them that legitimacy. Mm-hmm. Already. Put, but then again, Mike Pompeo has a picture with the, the, the guy who's going to be the Taliban's president. Like, this is so deeply intertwined and, and interlinked that it's it's on some like multiple different presidents, multiple different things. Well, we'll see where this goes. It is it, it for me it was disturbing like you said. I, we pulled out so fast and the fact that we left our assets there instead of moving the assets out first, then moving our people out first. Another thing is like you're saying the way we did it is just it's just terrible. Like yeah. I, I don't agree at all with the way we did it. Um, we basically did just grabbed it, you know, was on the court playing ball, grabbed your ball, and just took off. Yeah. Let everybody sit there and just deal with the consequences of what would have happened. And another thing we're not even, the people are not thinking about this. We pulled out of there. Pakistan is their neighbor. Mm-hmm. Pakistan is one of the biggest supporters of the Taliban and ISIS. Pakistan has nuclear weapons. Now, they have another ally with Afghanistan who has just as much disdain for America as they do. Mm -hmm. What what did I say in another podcast we did? America creates all its enemies. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're like Batman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we create our enemies. Absolutely. The problem is is that after we create them, we feel the need to play victim and say, mm-hmm. "Oh, look at this. We need to we need to do something about this. We need mm-hmm. to we need to stamp this out before it gets started." Yeah. Another thing that Trump had said, it was funny cuz he 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 got on Twitter and he was like, "It's atrocious how we've done this." Like he's basically looking looking to see how things were done. And jumping on the back of the people that 
are saying that it was done that it was done terrible. But he was he the one. He was, he was the one who wrote all the policy. 100%. He was all of this was done Absolutely. by him. And I was. It, it's funny. I was having a having a discussion with our producer Josh about the whole Arnold Schwarzenegger recall. Uh-huh. And I was like, Gray Davis got recalled for everything that Pete Wilson did when Pete Wilson was in office. That when Gray Davis was the uh, was the state uh, treasurer and controller, told her told him, we shouldn't make these energy deals. Mm -hmm. These energy deals are going to come back to bite us. Mm -hmm. They came back to bite us when Gray Davis was the governor. And then then Pete Wilson rallies the Republican people up, puts Arnold Schwarzenegger in front of us, and says, vote for him because this is what Gray Davis did. When Gray Davis didn't do it, Pete Wilson did it to begin with. Yeah, yeah. And that's how how it works. And it's just, he said on, on the thing, Trump was like, he goes, the first thing we should do, we should have pulled our American troops out of there. We should have got our people out, mm-hmm. all of them. And then we should have, and this is another thing I have issue with, then we should have took our equipment out. And then we should have bombed the bases that we had out there. I have a real big issue with us leaving equipment over there. A real big issue. We're leaving guns, we're leaving tanks, we're leaving ammo, we're leaving missiles. But see, do you got to remember, we were leaving that for that government to fight off the 100%. Taliban. 100%. But if they knew that that government, if they knew that that military wasn't, was literally not shooting wasn't a ad- bullet. Wasn't adequate. Then they should have took it. They should have took it. So there's all, and, and, and I'm, and I'm watching the news and I'm listening to podcasts and hearing news reports and, and, and these, these reporters say, you know, talking to these people. And on one side, there's there's the po- the political side, mm-hmm. the political side of what we're talking about. Then there's the, the actual humane side. Mm-hmm. The humane side is the women and the children and the men who don't know what they're gonna do with their. They don't. The the value of their dollar has plummeted. Mm-hmm. They have Taliban uh, fighters patrolling the streets. The Taliban is looking for legitimacy, so they're trying to tell us that they're not going to cut people's hands off for stealing. They're not going to uh, chop people's feet. You know, offer doing certain trying things. to flee. You know, so they're 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 telling us that they want to be more of a legitimate state, but we only know one Taliban. Mm-hmm. We only know the Taliban that hung the last you know president from mm-hmm. a pole twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, in the middle of time, in the middle of the square. Like we only know that. So it's hard for me to sit here and think, oh well, you know, let, let's see what happens. Well, I'm, but I'm like I said, they've, they've had 20 years to develop. Then, but they've had 20 years. But see, and, a lot, and, and we don't, another thing we don't understand is a lot of these Taliban people are coming from America. They're learning from Americans. They're learning how to navigate within an American society, American culture to try to deal with Americans so they can establish themselves, which is what the whole world does. They come over here, they use, they go to American schools, they come to American colleges, they learn our culture, they learn, 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 and then they go back and then they create their wor- world so they can have this 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 connection to us, which is smart. But it's also biting us in the ass in one way, shape, or form. Okay. So what's the next topic now? Next topic is you've seen the race, you've seen the hype, You've seen the Beats commercial. You've seen the 
Nike yeah, you seen the Nike commercial. You seen the TikToks and the Instagram posts. I honestly didn't see the Instagram posts or the TikTok. Okay. I seen the TikToks and you seen the TikToks and the Instagram posts of your girl Shakari. Claims to be one of the fat well, six yeah, fastest I was women in the to say, six hey, fastest women in the, her, her, her. six fastest women in in all of the world right now. In history. In history. You saw the race. What'd you think about the race? As a track guy, what'd you think about the race? Coming from a track guy and a former coach, I'm gonna say like this. It went the way it was supposed to go. The reason I say that is because this woman had to sit out a whole month of training, a whole month of competing, everything. You don't go from being at the top of your game, not being able to work out for a whole 30 days and come back exactly where you were when you left. And then I think the biggest, the biggest flaw in her situation was this. As soon as she was able to run, she should have been in Europe running every meet. To me, she did a lot of chilling from what I seen because I didn't see her run no meets mm -hmm. afterwards. Mm -hmm. And then she did this big talking about, wait till I get my chance to run against these ladies. They put the, the other two girls that made the U.S. team with her. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No, listen. Oh, oh. They put the other two, the two girls that made the U.S. team with her and the rest of the women in the race were finalists in the Olympic final. And they commenced to blow the doors off Shikari. And my thing is, I don't, I don't know what her final time was, but I know this much. Fifth place or sixth place ran 1080. One of the fastest races ever. Mm -hmm. So my thing is... It's going to be hard for you to come in not at the top of your game anymore and let alone yeah. beat the three ladies that went one, two, three in the Olympics. Yeah. But to beat the rest of the world who has been com who has, has been competing and at the top of their game at that yeah. point. So, so to me, I think this was a lot of hype. Uh, people built a lot of hype on this. But if you looked at what you were dealing with, you knew she wasn't going to beat them ladies. So I know you thought I was going to come on here and try to drag your girl <laughs> by losing this race. He was until no, I it wasn't, no, wasn't, no, wasn't. shut that no, down. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I told you my biggest issue was all the hype what, that surrounded her. Look, I'm all for the hype. I like the beat commercial. I like... You putting yourself out there. I like that. I'm a huge T.O. fan. I was a huge Ocho single fan. I like the boisterous athlete. I do. I like it. The problem is, I never liked it when a person who kind of proved themselves. Kind of. She was, she was on the fast track to be up here, but she was on her way on a rocket ship, and then she got deterred. Detoured. When she came out and she ran that race and didn't come in third or fourth, but last and last by steps, there's a problem. 
We only know one other thing that happened like this. Dan and Dave. Yes, but all you know the, what? Wait, wait, wait. All the hype. And then basically just fell off the mat. And then the interview at the end where she was like, I'm the best. I, I can respect all that. Cool. But even more than her, and I think, and it was funny because I heard somebody else say this, and this is what I this I built all this up to to talk about this one. The girl who got in first place was the same girl who won the Olympics. gold gold medal. Mm-hmm. Olympics. One, two, and three were the same three girls. The that same went, three the won one, one, two, and three. Okay, but did you know this? She's only a few milliseconds off of Flojo's time. Yeah, I know. You know, I know. That's the that's the story within the story that nobody's talking about. Exactly. Everybody's talking about Chicago Fire. I think, okay, I think good. Flojo's record is either ten forty nine or ten forty seven, and, and she, she ran she ran ten fifty. The interview, the interview that after Shikari, they interviewed this girl. Mm-hmm. After that, she said, "I'm I'm coming for that record." That's what I want to hear. Mm-hmm. Nobody gave her the credit because everybody, all the focus is on Shakari, mm-hmm. which is fine. I get it. Now, what I don't agree with you on, there's a multitude of different ways that we can train as professional athletes that don't have to do with you being on that track. There's a billion no, no, tracks no, no, out no, no, here. No, 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 hold on. Oh, hold no, 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 let me no, finish. No, no, no. no let I'm me finish. You, let there's finish. a billion tracks out here. And because she is who she is, mm-hmm. Nike gave her access to their track. No, she couldn't. She could not do anything for thirty. Bro, days. you can run outside. You can run on. Gra- can, you can. No, you no, run no, on no, the no, set. No, 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 no. You stop. No. If you're a professional athlete, you, if you're a basketball player, if you're on, a football no, no, player, she was on suspension. You can run. She cannot train. You can't run. You, you can't cannot. go outside right now and run. No. At all. Not without them banning you for the next four years. You can't. If they go, tell you you look, cannot run. How are you not gonna? Dude, how are they gonna tell you not dude, to run? Because that is what you're doing for you. This is what you're doing for a living at this point. The NFL can't. They can tell you. Look, you can't come to the training facility. But where can you train at? You you yeah anywhere right. But in track and field, you can't do that. You can't just run. If the if the arbitrators catch you training somewhere, your ban becomes longer. You can't do that in track and field. That's some bullshit. Ain't no way. I'm telling Ain't no you. way. She'd have had to take off her little wigs and, and, and dress like a boy and go out there and be somebody else. Well, she couldn't okay, be Shakari. So then why and then didn't too, she do that? And then because there could be no coaches and nothing with her. She you knows how to train. Not necessarily true. You might know. Gee, come on now. Dude, just because you go to practice every day don't mean you understand the science of it. Running is running. We both know that. If, you train for how listen, long? You train for how long? Listen to what I'm about to say. If that was the case, all the Hall of Famers that have been failed basketball coaches would have been better coaches. That's different. No, that's not. That's different because, because you're a you, basketball player you, versus no, no, a no. coach. That's no, no, no. You know that's why the, people who never play basketball can be coaches. You know the game. You know the game better than anybody. Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson was a terrible coach. Great basketball player, Hall of Famer. That don't mean he can take that in 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 Jason Kidd. Eh, coach. Amazing basketball player. Larry Bird. Great coach. Great basketball player. Yeah, all right, coach. Great right. coach. He was all right. I mean, Come on, man. He had one team that was going to go He had one team. Dude. That was the... Malice of the Palace team. They was going to probably win the championship that year. And we went to shit. 
But I just don't. I don't see how you mm. cannot. Now, if you're telling me that you can't, because, because, you can't go outside and run. Then don't talk shit. Don't talk shit when you're going against the best of the best of the best. But see, this is what you, and me and you talked about this, and you know this is true. Some people have to hype themselves up in order to get get to that place, especially That's when, fine. especially That's when fine. you know you're not, you haven't been able to train the way you should have. Because we know we we know a whole bunch of football players who talk shit and got in the, in the DB's heads. That's true. And that was the reason why they was they, they was looking That's good true. that day. That's true, but you can't do it. But you got to remember. You, you, watch, you watch MMA. All these dudes talk shit. All these dudes are. But that's kind of, that's part of the, the hype. The hype 100%. Fight. But this is not that. All you got to do is not come in last place. Uh, hey, she didn't. Look, at that point, she was not on the level not to come in the last place. Here's so, what I want so to do. So what do you do, no, listen, 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 what do, you no, do no, when no, you've listen, already been no, booked? No, no, listen to what I'm about to say. In the in that race, the two girls that she beat in the Olympic trials, Tiana Daniels ran 1080 in fifth place. Mm-hmm. It was a fast race. Don't get me wrong. It, it, look, it was t- a look, fast race. Tiana Daniels hadn't ran faster than t- 1090. She ran 1080, a whole tenth of a second faster than she ever ran. Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Like I said, the the, the story that I'm more interested in. Because is, I think every woman in that race was their whole mindset was she not beating me. 100. percent I was in the Olympic finals. She not beating me. The story within the story is what I want to talk about. Is about this girl who's who's going for FloJo's record. Mm-hmm. I think that we have to focus on that. My next question to you is, what is this girl's future now? Who? Now, th- what is Shikari's future? Now that this has happened, and she's obviously been humbled, and I I like when an athlete gets humbled, learns from their mistakes, comes back. LeBron losing in the finals. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Jordan getting pummeled by Detroit, but even being the scoring leader. Like, gets humbled and comes back. Do you think she can rebound? From this loss and be on the podium in, in a few years. Definitely. Because see, this is what people fail to realize. As a freshman in freshman in college, Shikari Richardson was the fastest woman in the world. Mm. She walked out of high school into college, finished that season, and ran 1072 as a freshman in college. Mm. Then this year, was she ran 1060 something this year? Yeah, something like that. So my thing, and th- that was after having a horrible season last year. I mean, in in mm. twenty nineteen. So my thing is, she she's overcome the adversity before. She'll be fine, and I think this is even fuel more fuel for her for the next four years to prove. Good, I am the best track athlete in in, in the hundred meters. I'll say this: she has a lot of people rooting for. Her. Mm. She has a lot of people rooting against her. Mm. And as a as a, as an athlete and as a sports fan. Like, it, this whole situation is really funny to me. It reminds you of LeBron James, doesn't it? It reminds me of LeBron. <laughs> it, reminds, it does. But that's saying something. Yeah. We all know what he, who he is now. Mm-hmm. So it reminds me of this. But also, like I said, the story within the story is this other girl who is. Well, if she, Ela- goes, if she Elaine gets Thompson, Pocho, Listen, Elaine Thompson, hurrah, is great. And see, the trip to it is a lot of people didn't realize this. Elaine Thompson, hurrah, has this whole thing going on, too, because. You like say you're not a track and field dude, but even Usain Bolt said Shelly Ann Frazier was gonna be the Olympic champion. That's the girl that took second mm. because 
the two Olympics before Elaine Thompson hurrah won, Shelly Ann Frazier was the Olympic champion. Mm. See, the last four Olympics, uh, a Jamaican woman has won the 100. Mm. Okay. And then coming into the Olympics, Shelly Ann Frazier had run the fastest time in the world. Okay. But see, what people fail to realize, and even Usain Bolt is, Elaine Thompson Harai is a tall female sprinter, just like Usain Bolt was a tall tall male sprinter. You could tell. You could tell her stride. And so I think that that's what both Shikari and Elaine Thompson, I mean, and um, Shelly Ann Frazier have to worry about. But see, this is what people fail to realize, too. The upside for Shikari is this. Shikari is what, 21 at this time? I think she's 20. 20, 21. Elaine, Elaine Thompson is, is like 28, 29. Yeah. Shelly Ann Frazier's 32, yeah. 34, yeah. or somewhere in there. So she's still running at the level that they are. Well, let's just say this. Let's say this, and I'll end it on this note. I'm looking at both these women to take this sport. I do hope that she beats Flojo. I, I do hope Shelly Ann Thompson beats. No, you mean uh, Elaine Thompson. Elaine, Elaine Thompson. Mm-hmm. Beats Flojo's record. I think it'll do so much for the sport. Now, don't get me wrong, Flojo's untouchable when it Flojo's Muhammad Ali when it comes mm-hmm. to this. But for a woman now to beat this record, that would be amazing. And then, you know what I'm saying? I'm 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 rooting for the underdog to come and and, and prove herself. Mm-hmm. But speaking of Olympics, let's talk about the Hood Olympics. Oh, let's God. talk about the Hood Olympics. We've all seen... What is the hood of this? <laughs> we've all seen this milk crate challenge where they've set up this pyramid of milk crates. If I gave you $2,500, that's what it is. If you if you, if you you win, you get $2,500. If I gave you $2,500, would you attempt to do this? At this age, hell no. <laughs> Shit, I fall, I'm breaking something. <laughs> that's, why, that's why it's interesting. That's why it's interesting. So, if I was a youngster, yeah, I'd do it. So for all you guys who don't know out there, there's a a, a milk crate challenge. I think it's like they're stacking they're, milk they're crates. They're stacking up, milk crates, and you have to walk up the milk crates and walk down. And mind you, the milk crates are not intertwined or intertangled, so it's it, it gets to the point where you're walking on these individual, and they're swaying, and is you trying to walk down, and the transfer of your weight is what makes them move a certain way mm-hmm. just go on it just just you just it. <laughs> just youtube it google it i that's my morning every time i see something i die because these older people be on there trying to make this 25 and it's don't get me wrong like Man. it's dirty it's dirty how they doing it i've seen some people like it look like they're ending their lives. <laughs> see the dude, you see that old woman fall yeah. flat on her. It looked like yes. she broke her neck. Yes. I was like, good Lord. Yes. And then there was a dude who gets to the top and he takes that step. And I mean, he falls flat mm-hmm. on his head. I, 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 he had to break his neck. There, there's, 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 there's been a couple people. I seen one dude get to the top and jump off. Thought he was going to make it to the bottom, jump off, and the crate just fell. And he just landed on the rest of the crib. It's breaking ribs, everything look, else. Look, we do some interesting stuff, but this has one has to be one of the most hilarious things I've one ever seen anybody do. Ridiculous. <laughs> and try Hood Olympics milk crate challenge. 
That's not. That's <laughs> their <down>. CEO. <laughs> Peace. Till next time.